Studio Stories, Studio Stories. A podcast reminiscing on Twin Cities dance history. All stories are connected, new ones woven from threads of the old. Hi, I'm Matthew Jindusky. Welcome to Studio Stories. Before we get to today's Studio Stories, I'm excited to share with you the news of a new school of dance in the heart of Lynn Lake area, the Arena, offering creative movement for kids, capoeira, gyrokinesis, and of course, contemporary forms. Check out our website, arena-dances.org, for more info. Today, our guest to share a bit of their dance history is Lori Mersel. Lori is an instructor and a dancer with Christopher Watson Dance and choreographer dancer with 16 Feet. Hello, Lori. Hi, Matthew. It's such Thanks. an honor to be able to share my stories with you here today. Thanks so much for having me. Well, definitely. I'm really excited to get to know more about you, and it's it's really wonderful to have you here with us as well. Um, one of the best things for me in doing these podcasts is getting to know people, and I'm really looking forward to learning your history of dance and what you've been up to in the Twin Cities. I think in my research, I came across several like names and things that I was like, what? I don't know about this. And I keep thinking I'm, you know, in the know after all these years, but there's so much to learn. So there's a lot out there. Yeah. Are you from Minnesota originally? I'm actually not. I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area originally. Um, and what brought me to Minnesota was my husband, who was from here. And we met going to college out in Montana at the University of Montana. Okay. So that's how I ended up here. And what drew, when did you start dancing or what drew you to dance? Oh, gosh, I think I was dancing from the time I came out of the womb. <laughs> you know, my, my dad used to call me Nervous Norvis because I would just dance down the hallways and just, you know, <laughs> I was always dancing. Um, but I, I guess like really seriously started dancing uh, more like in middle school, maybe. Um, I, there was a, a studio, Vernon Russell Studio, um, out in the Bay Area that I took jazz and tap from and um you know that's kind of the start of it and then in high school i did what they would call dance line here in minnesota it wasn't all that out there but um that was kind of my you know that that was the next step in the in the process and then when i went back to college i i started out in college going uh into dental assisting and i did that for a while and then decided that i wanted to do something else ended up going out to um, Montana because my cousin lived out there and I thought it was just beautiful. Went to her Mm. wedding out there and decided that that's where I wanted to go back to school. Didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, Started out with a philosophy major because I had no idea and (laughs) was taking dance classes there at the University of Montana and uh, was, uh, you know, suggested by the uh, director of the program at that time that uh, I maybe switch my dance major or switch my major to dance, which I ended up doing. And so uh, that's kind of how that started. And so you got your BFA in dance from the University of Minnesota or, yeah. oh my gosh, or, University of Montana. No, Montana. Yeah. University <laughs> yeah. Of Montana. I know wow. when I say U of M, you know, cause that's what we called it out there too, was U of M, you know? And so when people say U of M, it's kind of, you know, throw everybody for a loop. Right, exactly. (laughs) Well, what was the program like there? What was the kind of training that they were focused on? Or, Um, you know, it was a really new program at the time, um, I think, which was one of the reasons why they approached me. Um, 
and so there wasn't there weren't really different uh, areas of study. It was just general classes. We all were required to take all of the classes, and you know we had all the normal extra stuff like you know studying lighting and scene design and you know costumes and dance history and just all the things that you would study. Uh, we took acting classes and I did some um, other things. He did some you know theater stuff also while I was there, um, musical theater and stuff. But uh, it really was not, there wasn't an area of study per se. Um, but I did, there were so many great guest artists that came through there, you know. Um, it's such a beautiful place to go to school. And so we had, that sort of drew a lot of really great people um, to the school to, to stay there for a time. Um, we had Douglas Dunn come through. Um, oh my gosh. We had Joe Good come through from San Francisco. We had Merce Cunningham's group come there and perform. And we got to take some classes while they were there, did like a, a party gathering and got to meet Merce and, and the company members. And it just was a really, really great um, place to, to be. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of people came because of that, you know, so it was, it was great to have those folks come through. Um, yeah. It's always been a dream of mine. I don't think I've ever been there and it, it's always like, I've got to get to Montana yeah, at some yeah. point. Just stunning, stunningly beautiful. Place. What was it like meeting Merce Cunningham? Oh gosh. Um, it was <laughs> intimidating of course. Um, but yeah, it was, he was just very sweet and just, you know, um, he just was kind of sitting over in the corner and people would come to him, you know, mm -hmm, <laughs> come mm -hmm. up and, and talk and ask questions and, and whatever. I, I don't know that I really said very much. I don't remember, really remember my conversation with him. Just remembered that he was there and, you know, one of the pioneer. Funny, yeah. One of the things <laughs> I remember about the party though, is that we, uh, we were told that the company members were on a macrobiotic diet. And um, so I was like, what is that? I didn't know. <laughs> and so I, here I am in Montana of all places, trying to figure out what to make and bring to this party for that, you know? And so I ended up at this little, you know, this little supermarket and asking the people there, well, what, what would be good for that? And they suggested sushi. So I like tried to make sushi, which came out terribly. <laughs> I had never made it and I didn't have the right tools or anything. Um, but that I, I, that's a thing that stands out to me about the, the gathering that we had for, for he and his company when we that's were there. That's so funny. Yeah. And I, I actually got to dance a work of Douglas Dunn, too. Which you did. Oh, great. What a character. Oh, I loved him so much. He was so nice. And uh, one of the things I remember about that, the, the work that um, he created on us there, he took it back to his company and the company like compl complained about how challenging it was. And so that made us feel really good that we had <laughs> done that with him. <laughs> so, that is, yeah. 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 Huh. Well, so from, from that, did, were you training? I see you studied with Martha Graham dance and repertory dance theater in Salt Lake city. Was that part of college or was that after? That was part of college. Those were, <laughs> those were scholarship programs that I um, auditioned for. And so it would, they were like six week programs that I would do in the summer. And so, yeah, those were, those were great. Uh, it was just, it was good to go and, and experience other places and 
other other styles, other people. I, it was mostly Cunningham style uh, in Montana, and um, so I didn't I didn't know that other than in dance history, didn't know that much about the Graham style. So it was very informative that way and also very informative to be in New York City and feel what that's like um, and feel what that's like from you know instructor to student. Because at that time, I don't know if it's different now or not, but at that time it was very harsh, you know, and mm -hmm. yeah. the teachers were very um, critical and harsh with their students and um, so that was really interesting. Um, you know, we, there was a Cunningham, a former Cunningham teacher that, that came and, and was a guest artist at the University of Montana when I was there. And I remember being in a composition class with her and her making me cry at that time. Oh. And I told myself at that time, I would never let any instructor do that to me ever again. So when I was at the Graham School, there was an instructor there who was that same way, very, very critical, hypercritical, uh, nasty comments kind of thing to people, putting people on the spot. And, and she was making some of the younger students cry. And um, I just, I just was, I kind of laughed at it, you know, and I just was like, this is just crazy. You know, and after the class, I, I would talk to the other students and just tell them not to let those teachers get to them, you know. Yeah, um, such an old way, like old yeah, school. It really was. And I hope it's different now. I, I don't know. I haven't been there in a long time, but yeah, hopefully things are changing. Yeah. And what was the kind of technique at the repertory dance theater? You know, honestly, I, I don't, I, we, we had a lot of different uh, instructors and different kind of different styles. I, and I don't remember a specific one or spe that, that, that's sort of a blur to me. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I don't, What's, I don't have anything specific to tell you about that. Um, yeah. It yeah. sounds like though that you, the training was very classic, you know, yes. modern dance. Yeah. It was all of the training that I had was very, very much classical training, you know, Cunningham, Graham, you know, Horton, um, yeah, classical kind of modern dance styles. Um, there wasn't, yeah, there, there wasn't a lot of, hmm, how, how would I put it, uh, like really in-depth um, study. The, I guess the, the most in-depth that I recall um, was a composition class with Pearl Lang at mm. um, at the Graham School, and she was. Uh, it was so amazing to have met her, and have her still teaching there. Um, and she did. She did anger studies with us. Um, we, we were to do anger studies, and that that was the most like like digging deep that I ever really did um, in any of the the classes that I took. You know, during my college days. Um, it was mostly very much, you know, um, kind of classical styles that were being taught. And, you know, I, I, I remember, like, especially with Cunningham, it was a very, you know, abstract, just movement. And I remember being in a class with Joe Good. And, you know, we were doing tilts and the exercises. And I remember Joe saying to me, Lori, it's just a tilt. <laughs> you know, like there's nothing emotional about this, you know. And so, oh, it's funny, yeah. Yeah, right. And um, 
so that that was kind of it it was just these are the movements this is the style you know not that not that there weren't um compositions that i was involved in that that didn't bring extra things into them but but uh the technique of it was was really very classical so yeah so it's like the stripping away maybe of expression right yeah in a way yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that emotion Just doing the exercises focusing on the technique you know yeah, yeah. I think I'm jumping ahead here, but in looking back on those experiences and thinking of kind of where you then went to, do you feel like that that impacted your aesthetic choices in the future of, of dancing and stuff? Or uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't really know that much about modern dance until I went to college, um, and because I had really just studied jazz and tap before that, mm -hmm. you know, just doing my dance line stuff that was, you know, to pop music. And, you know, I didn't really know anything about um, modern dance. And so that was very new to me, um, all of it. And uh, so, yeah, that it, it was a real learning experience about what is modern dance the whole, <laughs> my whole college time. And, um, you know, and then coming into the Twin Cities and starting to do more, you know, performing and choreographing later in life and having, you know, having witnessed a lot of different styles here than I ever saw while I was in college. Um, that's also been an influence, you know, just, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Interesting. It's yeah. funny because I, I have that similar, you know, suburban school kind of lyrical and I jumped yeah. in. Like, that's to really my, class. that's my fallback, you know, like I usually start with music and the music inspires me in some way to move and I kind of go from there. Um, sometimes I'll have a, a theme or a mood I'm trying to capture or, you know, something, but but often it starts with music and because of my background, it, it really, um, it, it doesn't start as much with like a concept or an idea or a, you know, it, it, it often just starts with very abstract sort of, you know, the music and the movement and, and then kind of goes from there, you know? Yeah. I remember going to college as well though, taking my first modern dance class and I was instructed to be a tree and I was like, okay. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't understand. But I think we are then leaves. And I I now know that it's Gretchen Kohnhauer from Winona or St. Mary's at the time. And okay. Yeah. Which was so funny. I was like, oh my gosh. And here I am now, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's it's a such a process, you know, learning about the different styles and different things that people are doing. And th there's, there's so much to it. Um, you know, I, I don't know how you feel about this question, but when people ask me, what is modern dance? I just, you know, mm. I think I look like a deer in the headlights. Cause I, I don't really know how to answer that question. You know, I often just say, well, that's kind of like asking what is modern art, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, that, that's a really deep question. <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it sounds like you kind of welcomed that, you know, in school that you were like, okay, well, this is different, but I'm going to 
investigated or it intrigued your curiosity or something? (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, well, I just, I mean, I loved the classes. I think I start probably started out. I don't really recall. I probably started out taking jazz would be my guess because that was my, you know, background. And, you know, then when they started asking me about being part of the program, you know, I think that's when I started taking more uh, modern classes and yeah that was it was so different and new and you know um, but yeah it was I I was a mover I well, liked to be being in my body I liked um, for me I, I know for some people it's um, it's about being present and for me sometimes it's about being lost in something else that takes mm. me out of what I'm thinking about worrying about you know, almost like a meditative thing, like Tai Chi or Qigong to just focus on something else and have somebody tell me how to move and just learn it and focus on that and, hmm. and have that be a little bit of a distraction. So I, I come in and out of enjoying uh, doing more in-depth, um, you know, improvisational work and just wanting somebody to tell me what to do. <laughs> Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, So my, I think my main knowledge of you as a dancer was with the Hauser Dance Company, which is, you know, a major component of the fabric here and of dance in Minnesota. When were you active with Hauser? So I started with Hauser, I think it was about 2000. I was like from 2000 to 2011 was our last show. 2011 was the year that was the 50th anniversary of the company. And um, I worked with Heidi only and never met Nancy. Nancy was gone okay. before I started there. Um, but yeah, the 50 year mark, uh, we did a, a very well received friend show in, in 2011. And we were all so excited to kind of keep going. And um, Heidi decided that 50 year mark was um, a good time to stop, um, mm. partly because the studio where we worked, um, the building was being sold for condos and it was difficult finding a place to move to. And it just, you know, 50 years seemed like a good, a good stopping point, I think for Heidi. Um, but yeah, I started work, I started, uh, working there, um, after I met Pam Gleason, I was taking a class from Steve Potts that was recommended to me by another, um, yoga friend. And I met Pam Gleason in that class. And so we got to be friends. We both had kids about the same ages. And she started telling me about the company she used to dance with. And I heard about an open house that was coming up and then decided to go check it out. And so I went to the open house and they were getting ready for a show. And they were having rehearsals after that. And one of their dancers... Uh, was not showing up kind of regularly. And hmm. Heidi came to me and asked me if I would want to be in a show. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> um, okay, so what are we doing? <laughs> and so that happened and I never left. So <laughs> that's kind of how that came to be. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. So you were teaching there and creating work and dancing as well with the other company members? Yeah. That, so we, yeah, um, yeah we did even though I never met Nancy, we did do a lot of Nancy's works while I was there. 
Um, and so I, and, and Heidi, of course, talked a lot about her mom, you know, while she was teaching and, and creating works and, and teaching us her mom's works. And um, so I felt like I got to know her mom just a little bit, you know, through some of the stories and through the work that we were doing. And, you know, she would tell stories about her mom and about Hanya Holm. And I, it just was a really, it was a great experience to be there. And uh, I really felt like I had found my dance home, you know, when I was there. Um, you know, I, it's, it's been, and I, I think most dancers feel this way that dance is sort of um, almost like a religion, <laughs> you know, yes, where yeah. you sort of have your, you have your, your home base, your group, your people, you know, and um, that's, that's how I felt there. Just very uh, welcomed. And uh, we just really got to be close to dancers that were there um, during that time. And yeah, but, you know, went through a lot you know, as we all do in life. And, you know, that was a place that was a refuge. And mm. uh, that's always been the case for me. I, when I was in college, I uh, went through a lot. I, I went through a divorce. I, my, um, both my dad and my stepdad died while I was going to college there. And uh, the dance studio was my, my refuge and, you know, creating work and, and doing all that, that was a saving grace for me. Mm. So, and it still, still continues to be that. Yeah. So there's nothing like, <laughs> yeah, nothing like it to me as well. Like right. just getting to move and whatever is going on in your mind, that meditative kind of, or just movement expression right. just helps, helps move through things. It I does. feel it helps, it helps process things. And yeah. Release. Helps. Yes, of course. <laughs> well, so interesting that you got to perform a lot of Nancy's works and remounting those I think is you know I I know there's archives at the library but it'd be yeah. kind of fun again to see something live um, right yeah I'm just thinking ahead now here dreaming no, away I, exactly <laughs> yeah I I got to do um Romanza Fragments War Horse those were three that were um standouts for me mm. and yeah really really great to be able to to be part of that so yeah and it sounds like you you've done a lot with Pam Gleason uh and you mentioned Steve Potts and I know that name and I cannot wait to to meet this person or or interview them as well for yeah Steve Potts was in in the Nancy Hauser Dance Company when Pam was there and so that's how the two of them knew each other and Steve was teaching these classes these um they were modern classes and they had a, a lot of elements of yoga in them, which I think is why my uh, other friend who suggested the class was taking it. And yeah, so I, I don't know Steve that well, but it was, you know, that was my first uh, exposure to the Hauser kind of style. Um, so yeah, it was great to meet Pam in, the, in those classes. Yeah. And it's, it, and you mentioned, uh, uh, chatting with you a little bit about motion art, uh, which I was, I didn't know of that. Yeah. So school. motion art, yeah, it, motion art was started by Pam Gleason and Diane Moncrief, who um, were in the Hauser company uh, when I was there. And so at that 50 year mark, when, you know, Hauser was done and we were so sad about it, it, it I think it took maybe a 
I don't know, a year or two. I'm not quite sure how much time there was in between there. Um, but they worked on getting something going again. And um, they founded Motion Art and Motion Art um, has classes and, you know, performances. I've done several performances um, for Motion Art um, with both uh, Pam's and Diane's choreography. And it's a great group of people. It's a lot of the people from Hauser and then other people that have uh, joined in from the dance community, um, you know, after that. And yeah, it's been a, a great thing to be a part of. So, uh, and to kind of keep that legacy moving forward, so. Yeah, where, is it a specific studio or was it? Um, it it's at the Center for Performing Arts is where the classes oh, are. Oh, yes, okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, the, and I think as you may or may not know that that's being added onto and expanded. Yeah, yes. Um, so yeah, I don't know in terms of performances, what uh, the future looks like uh, for performing there. We, we've performed at the Howard Cohen Arts Center and um, the Fine Arts Center on, oh, what is it? Um, Franklin and the cross street franklin and nicolette that. i think it's in an old church and it's oh. a great space um and we've performed there since we started doing performances for motion art um but again it has been a couple of years since we've been able to do it we were getting ready to perform in april of when was the shutdown 2020. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I know um, it's we've lost yeah. a year oh my for gosh, sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. So we were getting ready to do a performance April of that year when the March shutdown happened and we had to cancel the show. And yeah, so and same thing with uh, 16 feet, you know, we were preparing for performance in June of 2020 uh, when, you know, the shutdown happened there. And so yeah, it's been very sad to <laughs> have not performed and been in rehearsals and been with people in the studio. And uh, I'm hopeful that that will start happening again soon. Yeah, yeah, things yeah. are, I know things are shifting yet again. Right, to, I know. To possibly, but yeah, yeah for so, sure. Yeah, so I hope that that uh, will happen again soon. Um, mostly I've just been doing different film projects with various people since the oh, shutdown yeah. <clears throat> so that we can be outside and filming. Yeah. And who is that with? What are you, what are you doing? Well, we started, um, the first one I did was with Christopher's group and it was in the fall or late, it was like late summer, early fall. Um, just doing some filming around, around the buildings by the stone arch bridge. There were some really unique, Kind of structures and backgrounds that Christopher thought would be uh, really great for for a dance film. So we did we did some filming there, and then I also did some work recently with Becky Heist at the Dodge Nature Preserve mm. in Mendota Heights, and that was that was this last June. We did some filming of that. So that's you know mostly been working on on film projects. <laughs> Um, and I, yeah, which is great. I mean, it's, I love, I love doing that and, you know, but 
I just really miss being in the studio with other dancers and I hope that can happen soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing like getting to perform live for, for people as well. Right. I know that a lot of people shifted <laughs> to the, to the film video kind of option right? to fulfill that. But, you know, for me, it's always just this two dimensional thing then that you're looking at instead yeah. of, yeah, I, I actually, we, I take a, a Saturday morning class um, that used to be, used to be Judith Howard's class that he taught. Um, I've heard of this class. Yeah. Yes. And, and so um, Judith isn't teaching it anymore, but it's, it's been taken over kind of by the Clatch collective um, Becky Heist, Aaron Thompson and Theron Anderson um, co-teach the class and it's now at Tapestry um, yeah. Center on Minnehaha in Minneapolis and so that we just started going back you know into the studio there and oh my gosh the first time I went in there I, I started to cry I mean yeah. <laughs> you know I it, to just to be in the space with people and be moving across the floor and three-dimensionally and exchange of of energy you know that the class I took last week I, I was sharing with some of them that we were doing this simple exercise that just you know involved you know doing like a curve around and you know just doing that and watching everybody curve around together and feeling that I, I mm. started to cry while, while I was doing the exercise. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I mean, it's, it's just something you cannot duplicate when you're in this two dimensional zoom space, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I miss so it good. so much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you've kept busy for sure. Like teaching here and there with different studios and, um performing as well i know you have a list of like carly gradin marciano silva de santos becky as you mentioned and yeah. off leash and and others i i think you know it's so interesting to me those experiences that you're getting to have and oh uh, it, it's processes been, yeah it's been really great to to work with some of those people and um yeah so for carla I, I have been regularly taking Carla's jazz classes for, I don't know how many years now, the last <laughs> decade at least. Um, and then Aaron Liebhart's, you know, they co-teach now yeah. learning jazz. And, you know, I had been taking from her very regularly and, and she was looking for um, some people to kind of step in um, as sort of backup people for a work that she was creating to kind of be bodies in space to try out things and um, just to, to be someone that could maybe step in. And I ended up doing that. Um, they were doing a showing of just some works in progress at the Park Square Theater before the Rhythmically Speaking show. And so I got to step in and do um, one of the parts for that. So that's my experience with Carla. I would love to do more with Carla and with Aaron. Um, if you're out there listening, guys, you know, I'd love <laughs> to do more. Um, and then Marciano a few years ago did a, a work. He he got funding to do a work on dancers who were 50 years and older. Oh, and, yes. Yeah. So I was in that work that he did. I think it was back in like, oh, 2013. Um, and so I, I had been taking classes uh, with him. I um, Kat. 
Murphy uh, is a fellow Christopher Watson company member and, and she told me about Marciano and his classes. And so she and I started taking his classes and um, she actually danced in his company um, for a couple of years. And she told me about this thing that they were doing, the, the 50 plus project. And um, so it was really great to be part of that. And I loved working. He's so sweet. I love Marciano so much. And Where was that performed? Um, that was performed at the Tech Box. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, and then, and then off leash, again, just sort of a little side thing. They were doing um, Afterwind and looking for some people to be part of a, um, oh, I don't know what you would call it, a little bit of a pre show sort of thing before the thing started, like a little interlude uh, before it started. Um, and so I just kind of jumped in with that. And so, yeah, and I did do a little bit of administrative work for um, Jennifer and Paul when they were starting their, um, their theater over here, um, the, the art, art box. box. Yeah. yeah. So I was working for them uh, administratively um, during that time when they were preparing for the grand opening of that. It's, it's in my neighborhood. I live in the McComas East oh, okay. neighborhood. And so, yeah, I was a good person to reach out to the local <laughs> businesses and things and get help with tables and whatever yeah. and, you know just uh, did a lot of that kind of work and my husband did a lot of work helping Paul get the space put together and painted and whatever so yeah, yeah. you know I and you also work with a choreographer that I read in your bio that I was like I don't know who this is um Una, Una Satia can you Una, tell yeah. me yeah yeah so Una, Una is a fellow Christopher Watson company member and I, yeah, I started working with her when her husband started the Twin Cities Film Festival and she was getting ready to do a flash mob as a, you know, something to advertise the film festival. And so jumped in and, and started to do that with her and have since done many flash mobs with her. Everything from um, proposals to, uh, the pride parade to great clips uh, con convention, you know, that was uh, happening, you know, at the convention center. So it's, yeah, it's been really great working with her on those. And they're so much fun to do. Anybody who has not done a flash mob, I would highly recommend doing that. It's just really a blast to be a part of that. So, so that's, that's my experience cool. with Una. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like you really... I don't know. I feel like you're tapped into such a wide range of, of choreographers and getting to work and finding dance in your life. And, you know, something for me, I get asked all the time by dancers in the community, either just graduated or, you know, moving here, like where, how do I find work? Where do I go? And can you share maybe some of your opportunities that how they yeah. came about or is it just oh taking class <laughs> it's i that's i was just going to say that i it really is just about being out there mm. you know and and taking classes and you know partaking in the opportunities that are out there for classes and workshops and and just meeting people cuz that's just kind of how it's happened for me is that I just end up meeting people and and end up kind of falling into different things as you've heard you know so <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I, you know, 
one of, one of the reasons um, that you mentioned 16 feet, uh, one yeah. of the reasons that was created, um, that was started by Jerry Gerard and Ashley Penrod um, back in 2017, um, partly because you know there was a need for more opportunity for people to show their work and be a part of works in the community. And um, so they decided, you know, rather than kind of waiting for funding from somewhere out, outside, you know, from that they would just let's get together and put on a show kind of idea, right? You know, mm. and um, so it's just, you know, a group of people that gets together and pools their resources and, and buys in to present work. And then uh, at the end, the, the uh, box office proceeds are shared and, you know, everybody's responsible for, you know, getting word out and getting people there. And yeah, that's so, that's been an exciting thing to be a part of too. And yeah, kind of like a cohort model. Like, like a cohort. Yeah, it's just yeah. a, um, it's an invitation uh, only kind of deal where, you know, we, we try to reach out to, to people in the community that we feel like maybe they would want to do more showing of their work and haven't had the opportunity, you know, and, and try to reach out to younger, you know, choreographers, dancers. Sometimes that's hard because a lot of the younger um, dancers are, don't have the funding to buy into it. Mm. Um, so sometimes it ends up being people um, who are more established and have more funds at their disposal, which is kind of unfortunate. I, I wish that weren't the case. You know, we really, it's not meant to be uh, just a forum for, for older uh, and experienced dancers, but um, that's kind of what it has been a little bit of. I, we really like to figure out a way to, to bring in more um, new people, younger people in the community to, to be able to show their work. So, so that's something to, to think on as we move forward. Yeah. We're, we're just in the beginning stages of trying to plan for next year. So okay. at, at this point, it's, it's Jerry Gerard and Becky Heist and myself um, have been the three co-producers um, the last couple of years. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, what a cool opportunity for a young choreographer to have seasoned, you know, performers that, I feel like can just add so much to the work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really hopeful that we can, can make that happen for this next summer. Um, knock on wood that we'll be able to get back in the studios again and get back in yeah. the theaters. And, and is that mainly what you're kind of presently working on or focused on with dance or is there other things going yeah, on? Um, that and also, um, well, Christopher Watson's group is, uh, we're, we're starting back in the studio coming up here in September to prepare for uh, a St. Paul art crawl um, work. Oh, okay. So to present a work there. So that's coming up in October. And then, yeah, and then 16 feet and motion art. I, you know, Pam has started talking about, you know, getting back in and doing some things again. So um, that's yet to be determined, but hopefully we'll be starting again soon as well. And what classes are offered at Motion Art or is that a, like a dance company? Um, Motion Art is, yeah, it's a school and you know they have um, creative movement classes for kids and modern classes. Um, there's dance for the ageless, which is, you know, 
kind of a class for, for older dancers. I believe that's on Mondays. Uh, I think it's Mondays at four o'clock. There's Wednesday morning class at 10. Um, yeah. And then I think there's various like creative movement classes on Saturdays, I believe they are. Um, but yeah, you can, you know, go online and, and look them up and, and find classes that are happening. And, but yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's great to, to have another, another option for, for classes for kids and, and for more modern classes and hopefully we'll be expanding. Yeah. Well, and Lori, you and I chatted a little bit before, of course, the interview here that you, you kind of dance as a, a you said hobby, but, but I think, you know, more of a part-time job for you in a way that, that you yeah. make a living actually by being a dentist assistant. Is that right? Um, I started out as a dental assistant. I actually work at the front desk now and have been okay. doing that for many years. Um, yeah, I, I wish that I could make a living. <laughs> <laughs> doing, doing all of my dance projects. And I was hopeful of, of being able to do that for a while. Um, and was, was doing okay, you know, for a bit. I, I did some work with Mary Lee Hardenberg, um, mm. did some administrative work and then dance films. And I um, worked on global water dances with her and some other film projects and, um, and, you know, started doing some of that right away when during that interim time. And, but they're just there, it just wasn't consistent enough. And, you know, with three kids and a kid in college and, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it was not going to work for, for me to do that anymore. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if I would call it a hobby. I would call it a calling, I guess, for, for me, <laughs> you know, because yes. it's something that I have to do. It isn't something that's just like, oh, yeah, if I feel like it all, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, if I, I am not myself, if I'm not dancing and creating. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I think like it's that. great. To, I think it's great to like, just, I don't know, the knowledge that I don't know any dancer that does not have, you know. I've always had five jobs, three right. or five jobs, you know, like, and this is true even for companies in, you know, New York that are like the big yes. companies, maybe other than ballet, but, right, right, you know, like we all are that calling of dance and, and what we're doing as our side gig to just continue to make that happen. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's important to get that like knowledge out there. Yeah. And, you know, it's something that was funny when I was in college um, and Amy Ragsdale was the director of the dance program there uh, this year and moving forward. I remember her asking me, well, what what do you think you want to do? You know, and I said, well, I don't know, teaching, I guess. Isn't that like the only thing that I can? And, and I was thinking I was so old. I was like in my mid twenties thinking I was so old, right. To be yeah. thinking about yeah. dancing. Why would I, you know? And, uh, she said, Oh gosh, there are so many opportunities out there, um, for, for people. And, and there are a lot of people looking for more mature dancers, you know, that aren't, you know, teenagers and whatever. And I just thought, Oh, that's interesting, especially in modern dance. I think that because I didn't know that much about modern dance at the time, I just was thinking, well, in ballet, you're kind of done, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, 
it's just an interesting thing to, to look back on. I appreciate you having me here today just to be able to look back on my history and, and look back at that person that was in college and thinking that that was the only thing that I maybe could do, you know, hmm. and now looking back going, no, this has, this has been just a long process of exploration and working with different people and creating and and such an enriching part of my life that I can't imagine having not had, you know, that I would tell anybody who is studying right now and in college or younger, you know, that they're thinking, well, what am I going to do? This, you know, it doesn't have to be your main source of income, but if this is your passion, you just keep going, you keep at it, you keep taking classes, you keep meeting people, keep going and finding those opportunities because they're there, you know? Yeah, yeah, that calling, yeah. you know, just following through with it. And right. there's right. many ways to find dance within your life. Yes. For yes. sure, yeah. Well, I, I think that's a beautiful note to end on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lori, thank you so much for, for sharing your story with us. I, I really, Appreciate oh, hearing absolutely. it. Absolutely. So great to be here with you, Matthew. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us today for Studio Stories. It's been really an honor for me to get to hear stories and the history of this wonderful Twin Cities dance community. Until next Thursday.